Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, today we're going to be talking about After the Fire by Will Hill. This novel explores the lives of young adults, specifically Moonbeam, as they learn to live life anew after escaping a cult. So, Moonbeam has been in a cult pretty much her entire life. Uh, I want to say about 13 years. Um, she probably joined the class at five years old with her parents. And she escaped when she turned, you know, when she turned 18. She wasn't 18 quite yet. I think she was 17, if I'm uh, remembering, if I'm remembering correctly. But the novel is a, such a stark reflection on religion, on finding a meaning in life, and trying to determine um, what, what is a cult to life, like what does it mean to be in a cult, and absolutely brainwashed from it. So the, the novel opens up with Moonbeam, she is running through the compound, and it's on fire, it's being stormed by police and armed forces. It's pretty much chaos. You're dropped in the middle of chaos, but it's such a compelling opening sequence and it's not hard to follow at all. I don't mind being dropped in chaos. I think I just reviewed a book recently where I'm just like, it was like chaos. Yes, this is chaos, but it is cohesive chaos. You're able to follow what's going on. You have a grasp of grasp of what's going on, considering uh, what the synopsis is exploring to the reader, you know, what their, what the content is. And she's on her way to try to unlock, she, she, she's trying to get the children out, she's trying to get the children out, and they've been locked in um, for their safety, quote unquote. And she knows they're not safe. I mean, this place is on fire. All the adults have guns. They're like shooting at each other. And she's going to rescue the children. She meets an officer on the way. He doesn't want to help her, but she's explained to him, you know, there are children there. And, you know, she passes out because she did burn herself quite severely. So she passes out from pain, you know, from exhaustion, from shock. There's a lot that's happened to her. We don't really know the extent of what's happened to her. And that's your opening. Next thing we know, she's in the hospital. And I liked how the author moved the story forward. I think it was very well done because there aren't chapters per se. It's before and after, you know? And I like that there's a before and an after. And when I was reading this book, I was reminded of The Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly, the book. Um, I never got to watch the TV series. But I was reminded of the book um, in just, you know, kind of the topic and how we're following a one, one girl survival on escaping the situation that they're in, coming to realize that the situation that they're in is not a good one. You know, Moonbeam doesn't go through the amount of pain 
and humili humiliation that Minnow does, um, thank God, because it's still, like, gut-wrenching. But there's still lots of gut-wrenching moments in this own story, in this own narrative. And I think that that's what really makes it compelling. How it deals with such a tough subject, like cult mentality, you know, elitism, misogyny, sexism brainwashing because they are being brainwashed you know these characters are being brainwashed and I think what's sad is all the people that stayed when father John took over I think they just felt very lost and on the verge of delusion because it wasn't always controlled by father John you did have another um cult leader but he was more he was i would say more of a hippie you know he just started this compound to give people a place to live a place of comfort you know to spread comfort it wasn't about you know conning people out of their money or their homes or anything not when he was there he was just an idealistic man who wanted to give people hope, people who were lost hope. And then Father John, uh, I think the power just corrupted him. He wanted the power. He wanted the adoration of everyone. And I think he became so lost in his own lies and delusions that he started believing his own lies and delusions. And that's very dangerous. When someone of that mindset starts to believe their own delusions, I mean, that's dangerous. That is bad, um, <laughs> needless to say. But I liked, again, the progression of the story. I liked the emotional impact of it. I like how we're going from before and after. And I do like how the before isn't always linear. She's talking to an FBI agent. She's talking to a child psychiatrist. Um, and... She's remembering things at, in a very realistic way. It's not linear. She's answering the questions and she's remembering instances as answers to those questions. So I like how we're reading the, those befores as we know she's sitting there in a hospital bed and she's replaying this memory before these two men. And she's reflecting on her own insight and I really do love the language and the wording and how it's written I think it is written in such a powerful way uh, to convey emotion to the reader ultimately you know it really was a well done novel and I have to say I was a little surprised because when I picked up this novel um it was given to me as an arc from the publisher I wasn't 100% sold on it, which is why it took me a lot, a while to read it because I was reading other things that I thought were going to be more interesting to me. Um, and it just kind of got lost in the pile. So I was... very surprised by how much I love this novel. Um, it really took me away. I really couldn't put it down. I wanted to just keep reading and reading and reading it. 
And that's just how I fell in love with this book, because it does leave you with a lasting feeling. And I like how you do get to see this character growth. You get to see Minnow. Not Minnow, sorry. <laughs> you get to see Moonbeam reflect on her past, and you get to see her grow. I mean, she still has Father John's voice in the back of her head screaming at her, you know, sacrilege, blah, 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 all the nonsense that he used to brainwash her. And you're getting to see her break free of those chains very slowly but surely. She's learning how to trust men because, again, she was part of this cult that the men, um, they were not good men. You get to, it's all in the subtle details, you know. The girls' rooms, they were locked at the end of the night, but not all of them. And these are young girls, you know, they're teenagers. And... They're, yeah, they're, they're being molested, you know, they are being raped by these older men who are supposed to be guarding their rooms from younger boys. They would leave the doors unlocked and you don't, you hear it from Moonbeam, she would hear it. She would hear the doors being opened, not her doors, not her door. But she would hear the doors being opened. She would hear the noises that the girls would make. And that's the, that's the wording that the author uses. So you know as the reader what's going on. And I think that that's really powerful that the author is able to use such precise detailing and such little detailing to create a bigger scene. And again, it makes, it makes you a little uncomfortable. And you're just like, oh my god. Like, so... Moonbeam, she has to learn how to trust men in general. She has to learn how to trust people. She has to learn to escape Father John's lies and abuse. And I think that it's a very compelling and powerful journey that really does leave a lasting impact on the reader. So, on that note, um, this was... After the Fire by Will Hill. I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five stars. It really was an excellent book to read. I highly recommend it. Um, do purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer. Please try to avoid Amazon um, when purchasing books. You can purchase on bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bo Books A Million. Just support your local bookseller um, and book retailer. Now, if money's tight, which I know we're still all kind of reeling from this pandemic, please, um, check out the book from your local library. Libraries are there for the community and they definitely deserve all the support that they can get. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Anchor, my recording platform for $1 a month. There is information on the description of this podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.